Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're a pastor of a local church or a volunteer in your local church, Ministry in Motion, it's brimming with ideas, resources, and, and great things for your ministry. Our topic today is creating effective small groups in your local church. And our guest is Dr. Balvin Brahm. Balvin, thanks so much for joining us once again. Such a pleasure. Thank you, Anthony. Now, you've written a lot on small groups, on evangelism. And uh, let me just take this opportunity just to mention this wonderful book that you've authored, A Practical Guide to Evangelism, How to Win and Keep New Members. Now, if you'd be interested in receiving this great book for your library at home, stay with us right to the end of today's program and you'll receive some valuable information on how you can receive your very own copy. Balvin, small groups. Where did the concept come from? Is this something that in more recent times Christian churches just dreamt up? Is there a, a scriptural foundation for small groups? Yeah. You know, uh Anthony, this is very interesting, um, a very interesting study on small groups because um, society is so organized in groups. The family is a group, is a small group. Um, but it, it, it goes beyond the family, really. Because when you, when you go back to even heaven and you understand who God is, God is a small group, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay. It's, it's, it's really one Mm -hmm. um, God, but you know, we have three different personalities, but God works in small groups and with small groups and through small groups. As a matter of fact, if you go to Genesis chapter 12, okay. And verses one to three. So just for our viewers at home, in Genesis chapter 12, 12. Verse 1 to verse 3. Okay. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show. And I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, curse them that Cursed thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. God chose the family of Abraham to bless the families of the world. Mm. It is through Abraham's family that God intended that the world should know about the plan of salvation, what he has designed for them. And in fact, that is what happened. Mm. Now, Abraham's small group became dysfunctional. And we have been modeling, you know, developing small groups in our churches over the years, and we have numerous dysfunctional small groups, as dysfunctional as Abraham's was. But you know what? God works through dysfunctionalities in order to fulfill his own purpose for his people. So small groups is age old. Mm. And yet, though with challenges, have been doing an effective job. 
But with right attitude and approach and organization, we can realize much more effectiveness from organizing small groups in our churches. Exactly. And we also have the New Testament model as well, don't we, with Jesus? Oh, sure. And that's... The 12 disciples, exactly. what he calls his 12 disciples. Yeah. Now, Belvin, I had a great time reading your book. And um, I noticed in there that you talked about four essential components of a small group. Let's just briefly look at those four essential components. There's a lot more that we want to say. But I can remember the first point that you made was devotion. That was a, a, a critical, important part of a small group. What did you mean there by devotion? Okay. Before I answer that, let me say this. A small group could be established for various purposes. Mm -hmm. When we establish a small group, we need to determine why. Why do we want a small group in our church? For what purpose? And to make small groups perpetual, eternal, sometimes they lose their effectiveness because of the perpetuity of these groups. So we need to be sure that we have specific purposes in mind. But let's say we're doing this small groups for evangelism or to nurture and make disciples. One, yes, devotion. When we meet in our small group, the first thing we want to do is to have our devotion. It is, and let's say our small group has seven members. We're going to some, spend some time together in prayer, study of the word of the Lord. It doesn't have to be a long passage, short passage, but we study, we pray, and we get individuals to find out how is this text applicable to your life. And so forth. So devotion. We pray for each other. What are your special needs that you would like us to pray for today? You know, we, we, we share with individuals. We pray. So crucially important, devotion. So even for like task-orientated small groups, right. groups for a purpose, devotion is important and also nurture is important. What else would you say is important? Yeah, what we say, um, nurture is important. Also important in your small group is a whole, um, is a question of community. Mm -hmm. And by community here now, I'm talking about, we're not here just to be cold and detached. We're a community. We're a group of people. What holds us together? What's, what's hurting you today? What makes you happy? What makes you sad? You know, we talk about it together as a group within our community, and then we know exactly how to do ministry to each other. Mm. So it is, a, it is a community. It is a community. Okay. Yes. So those four vital elements are devotion, nurture, community. And, of course, we have the mission. And the mission. Yeah. Uh, why is this community, uh, this, this small group together? What's our mission? What's our purpose? What's our business? We have to define that. Right, okay. You know, I can remember reading that, that the, the fastest growing small groups are those where the, the members of the small group are actually personally involved in reaching out. And uh, the suggestion was, and I've seen this work phenomenally well, that each person invites five people to join their community each week. So, um, yeah, phenomenal no, way of growing. Uh, no, and that's beautiful. And again, it depends on what's the purpose of this mm -hmm. um, specific exactly. small group. Because if this is one of those that is intended to be an outreach where we are winning souls, 
it is so crucial that we are able to invite individuals to come to our small group. Okay. Right after the break, we want to come back and, and share a little about how to establish small groups in your local church. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is creating effective small groups in your local church. And our very special guest is Dr. Balvin Bram. Now, Balvin, in the territory where you minister, in the Inter-America region, just briefly share with us, how many small groups are in that territory that, that you care for? Wow. You know, Anthony, you're putting me through quite a task here. Okay. <laughs> but you know, in our territory, the whole process of soul winning primarily happens through small groups. We have well over 200,000 small groups right now. Let me just, just catch that for a minute. So we're not talking about just 200,000 people. We're talking about 200,000 groups. Groups, yes. Wow. Just groups. Wow. You know, and, and, and I tell you this. Um, we're launching now a new program to study the righteousness of Christ, which is a six-month study, and it is through small groups. And we're now looking at having not less than 500,000 small groups with the hope that each one of those members will be able to take at least one person to their small group study to study the righteousness of Christ between June and December of this year. Wow, what a vision. What a vision. So, with oh, May I say something else? Sure. Most of the soul winning that happens in our territory mm -hmm. happens through small groups. Wow. Because, and, and in all of our unions, almost all of our unions, they strategize for this. Mm -hmm. They train the members for this. Yeah. Small groups is like at the hub of our evangelistic activity within our territory. Okay, with all of this experience, Walk us through some of the options that are available to us on establishing a new small group. Well, there are so many options. Mm -hmm. I, I would want to mention, say, two right now. Okay. One, you have the leader-oriented small group. In that case, what you do, the church, and I always like working with committees, so the, group, the church has a small group um, planning committee or, or administration, committee for administration of small, small groups. small group again. That's another small group, right. And then that they will identify the small group leaders for the church. So let's say they identify 10. So we will have 10 small groups in this church. The first thing they do, they train those leaders because leadership uh, training is crucial if we're going to achieve success if we want to be on the same page, if we want everybody to know exactly where we are going, we have to establish the parameters. And so training. We train them. Okay. After we train those individuals as the leaders, then those persons now have the responsibility to go and um, recruit yeah. individuals mm -hmm. who will be members of their small group. Mm -hmm. That is one of the approaches. The second option? The second one, that... The church, through that organizing committee, will divide the church into small groups. And let's say we have 10 small groups that they have divided the church into. Each of those small groups will then determine who will be the officers of their small group. The 
president, the, 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 the leader, the secretary, the treasurer, the assistant, etc. So those are two approaches that may be utilized in terms of um, developing or establishing okay. your small group. So there's at least two options there. At least two. Yeah. Now, a, a small group has a certain lifespan, and I can remember reading in your outstanding book, you described how a, a, a small group is this forming, storming, norming, and performing, and then adjourning. Walk us through those stages, will yeah. you? Because you did mention, and I think this is a valuable point, and sorry to interrupt, that a, a small group only has a, a lifespan for a certain period of time. Definitely. You know, Richard Daft, in his book on leadership, he highlights these four stages that a group goes through. And one of those stages is the forming stage. Mm -hmm. This is, I have just explained the forming yeah, stage, yeah. whichever we want to use to, to form it. But you know, there's something else. The stage two is the storming stage. From forming to storming. You know, groups, when people come together, personalities meet. Yeah. And sometimes they don't meet on a very smooth plane. Mm -hmm. People don't like people. Mm -hmm. They don't like the way people talk. They don't like the way people dress. They don't like people's attitude. And so once you establish that small group, it goes through storm. It is important that leadership is trained because the leader needs to know how to carry the group through these various stages. And so that storming stage, it's a very, very difficult stage. And many groups never get beyond the storm. Mm. But if they get beyond the storm is when they come to the norming stage. This is when things begin to normalize and people begin to, we know our mission, our, our vision, our function, our objectives, and we're working towards achieving it. This is the norming stage. Mm -hmm. And then now we get to the performing stage. This is where we're actually fulfilling the purpose, the reason for being. We are performing. And then we come to the other, there's a fifth, the um, adjourning stage. Groups must adjourn. Mm -hmm. If they don't adjourn, they frazzle to nothing. Yeah. Interests wane. People don't attend anymore. And nothing happens. And it's quite counterproductive and it undoes so much of the good that's been It, it does. Happened it, it undermines. Yeah. So, so let's, let's restart groups. Mm -hmm. So we go again. Let's go organize. Mm -hmm. So let us organize them. Mm -hmm. Let's form. Uh, they will storm. Then we will come to the norm. Then they will perform. And then we adjourn again. Yeah. And we keep doing this. And again, establish objectives. What's the objective for this particular um, small group? And let them function accordingly. Right. Right after the break, Belvin, I'd love to talk with you about the essential qualities of a leader, um, of a small group, what, what, what is there in potential? Um, and if, if one of our viewers is thinking about whether they could lead a group, what qualities that they need to lead? We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion.
Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is creating effective small groups in your local church. Perhaps God is calling you to be a leader in your, in your, of a small group in your church. Well, this portion of today's program could be really very significant for you. Balvin, what are the characteristics that somebody might be, find helpful in being a leader of a small group? I appreciate that question, um, Anthony, because you know what? Um, many groups did not achieve their objectives because of the quality of leadership. Okay. So, firstly, the leader of a small group should be one who is interested in the small group. Secondly, should want to lead a small group. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes we have to coerce individuals in wanting to lead it based on our objectives. We see that these individuals possess the, the acumen, the skills in order to lead. So they should have leadership skills in order to do that. Then you want the leader, the leader to be someone who can listen, ah, yes. who listens well. Because sometimes as a leader, you're always on the floor. Everything is about just your ideas and your opinion. So as a leader, you have to be objective, be able to embrace the ideas of others and be able to, 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 to pull things together. Come up with some kind of a, to, you ha, it needs to be analytic as well, mm -hmm. so that you're able to analyze because various individuals in your group have ideas and concepts. And if you're not able to be analytical, to bring things together and know how to take decisions, mm -hmm. then things could actually go in the direction you don't want it to go. So decision making, somebody who is decisive, somebody who has the ability to, to lead, you know. Mm. These are very important um, qualities of that small group leader. And, and remember now, this is uh, a church. So you want the person to be someone who is able to have some basic knowledge of Scripture yeah. and that relationship with Christ. Mm. And I'd also think somebody who enjoys supporting people. Support, yes, correct. And inspiring people mm -hmm. um, would be a, a valuable Definitely. asset as well. Definitely. Yeah, thanks. Now, the, the dynamics... Uh, uh, may, may I add something else? Sure, please. Be able to identify skills in individuals and help them to develop mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Because as leaders, we should be building people mm -hmm. um, and that's crucial for exactly yeah now within the small group there's dynamics that take place walk us through that please Belvin um, the importance of the wise use of time for example yes um, we could meet for two hours in a small group and we only end up wasting time mm. one person going over the same thing over and over mm. and so the leader has to be able to recognize and um, that time is of essence and to keep the members on course so we establish our time segments and we work within the context of our time segment um, there are other dynamics which take place within the group where some individuals want to dominate mm -hmm. the group the leader has to know how to 
draw out individuals, those who will not talk, mm -hmm. how to get them to talk, mm -hmm. and how to cut off individuals, those who are talking too much, mm -hmm. how to stop them. And to do it in such a way that people are not embarrassed. Um, and people feel that they're a part of this community and they belong and they, this is your time to make your contribution, so to speak. Yeah. So to be able to draw out, to be able to cut off, um, to, to, the leader also needs to understand such dynamic that is taking place in the group where there are individuals there who are not getting along very well with others. So build relationships. So yeah. relationship building, that is also crucial for the leader as he gives leadership to this particular small group. Now, what about appropriate resources and materials for a small group? What would you recommend? Well, you know, the first resource I recommend for your small group is going to be the Bible, of course, of course yeah. because this is a church, mm -hmm. and we're going to use, we need this. Um, but there needs to also be some resources like reporting system. We need to have some evaluation um, material that are prepared so we evaluate the effectiveness of our initiatives and our programs. We need to also find resources, inspirational resources get and be utilized in our small groups in order to help, especially as we nurture and in our devotion phase. So inspirational materials, whether those are going to be from the writings of Ellen White or other, you know, material, devotional materials, but these are going to be very crucial. And how important is involvement of those that are attending the small group? You see, we don't want people to be spectators mm -hmm. because for not too long, people are going to be just wanting to come as spectators. When people are being drawn, here is again, the leader has to be able to draw out individuals so that they are able to be involved in what is going on within that small group. And when people meet success, and the leader is able to ensure that those individuals receive some kind of a recognition, affirmation for having done well. They will want to function again. They will want to uh, um, continue to participate in the life of the community. So involvement is important. Recognition of individuals, appreciation of individuals. These are all crucial mm -hmm. dynamics that need to take place in order to get a healthy small group. Wonderful. Now, prayer is also a vital component. We could spend the rest of this. Well, we don't have much time now. <laughs> yeah. but, but prayer is essential and crucial. Mm -hmm. As I, I go back to what the Apostle Paul says, we should pray without ceasing. Even Jesus, when he had to deal with a group of um, his own disciples in Matthew chapter 17, when they were supposed to help to bring healing to a, a child who this father was really out of it mm -hmm. they were, were not able to do it when jesus came and got the job done they said how did you do it and we spent all our time here we couldn't do it jesus said except by prayer and fasting some of these things will never be done and ellen white tells us that it is by prayer and fasting that we are able to achieve some of the things the results that we really actually achieve so listen prayer is crucial from the beginning to the end and in the middle for effective small groups in your local church. Practical, very, help, very helpful indeed. Thank you, Belvin. You're welcome. If you're after practical resources, let me recommend this book, A Practical Guide to Evangelism, How to Win and Keep uh, New Members. Inspirational book, practical book, 
helpful book. Now, if you'd like to receive your own copy of this, please write in to us at feedback at ministryinmotion.tv and if you are the first person in your country to contact us, while stocks last, we'll have a book for you. But until next time, God bless you. <laughs>